Welcome to Fuel for Today, curated audio content from Pastor Bogdan Kipko. We are confident this will fuel your faith in the one who gives faith. If you have breath in your lungs, God has a plan for your life, a plan that is far better, bigger, and immensely more than anything you have ever imagined. My challenge to you and to me in this new 2016 year that we're about to embark in, I want us to drink from what Jesus gives us much more deeper, okay? And I want us to understand why, why is it that we're not experiencing the joy of Jesus? It's not because we have too much of him. It's because we have not studied him more than we need to. So we need to believe audaciously. And number four, last but not least, is we need to set spiritual goals daily. So we need to forgive quickly, okay? We need to be generous frequently, we need to believe audaciously, crazy belief, like, God, I know you're going to do this. And number four, we need to track our progress. We need to track our progress. Here's what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. He says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that was with me. We need to track our progress daily, what we're doing. Think about it. If every other thing in life works where we track our progress to see how well we're doing, why would it not work the same way in the spiritual life? We are far too easily pleased and we don't take a spiritual inventory of what's going on. So here's what I did in August, okay? August was a turning point for me where I realized I had too much junk in my pantry, okay? So I decided to, to my wife and I were like, we're gonna, we're gonna eat super clean, okay? Um, opening myself a little bit to you guys here. So here's what we did. Um, I took a trash bag, and like I emptied everything in the pantry that I wasn't gonna eat, right? And then after that, I basically made a sweep of the refrigerator and of the pantry. I tracked it, right? I tracked it. And one goal that I set for myself, okay? Um, what I used to uh, do was, when I got really stressed, Diet Coke was my stress relief, okay? Maybe some of you guys can, can relate to me. I used to drink a lot of Diet Coke. <laughs> He's like, no. Um, so here's what happened. I stopped completely, but I tracked it. I made sure I did not. So I basically made a note for myself and I said, okay, 30 days without Diet Coke, 45 days. Here's what happened after 45 days. I didn't even want it at all, but the reason that I was able to attain my goal was because I wrote stuff down. Many times we try to reach spiritual goals, but we don't write any of them down. Many of us are very discouraged because we look at other people who know their Bible front to back, who start 10 Bible reading plans and finish them before January 31st, and you're like, I can't even do that. Okay? Maybe some of us can relate. I'm going to tell you something personally. I'm not a big fan of Bible reading plans. I'm not because they make me super guilty. They make me feel guilty when I don't read the 13th chapter like when I had to read it. So here's what I did. Here's what you should do. Start with very small goals. So during Christmas, I wanted to finish a Bible reading plan, okay? And out of all the ones that were available in the app, I chose the one where you needed to read one verse a day. I killed it. <laughs> I killed it. Every single day, I read that Christmas devotion, I read that verse, the little thing popped up, said, congratulations! You've read the Bible for today. I'm like, yes! I feel great. You might say, 
wow, you're so not spiritual. It's okay, neither are you, but we're in a safe environment here and we can repent and come to Jesus and drink from the deeper pleasures of Christ. So the point is this, you don't need to overwhelm yourself with spiritual goals. Start with three or four things and do them very well. So if you have a problem in being consistent in reading the Bible, choose a pace. That is going to be attainable for you. Maybe for you it's one verse. One verse is better than no verses. That's what I say. My mom who uh, reads like her Bible front and back like 27 times during the year probably would disagree with me on this point. But that's why I'm married and make my own rules. So the point is this, friends. Set spiritual goals daily. And here's the thing. If you don't plan for spiritual growth, you're planning for a spiritual decline. And you know the reason that many of us don't reach our spiritual goals? Because we say we don't feel like it. I'm here to tell you, it doesn't matter what you feel like, okay? Your feelings don't matter. I'm telling you honestly, because your feelings are fleeting, they're always going to fail you. Imagine if like you didn't wake up to work and you came to work four hours late and your boss is like, why are you late? And you'd say, you know what? I just didn't feel like coming to work. How would, what kind of a response, what kind of a conversation would that be? Forget about your feelings because feelings are always going to fail you. You need to replace your feelings with a faith. If you believe that God is going to do great work from you reading the Bible, you read your Bible. If you believe that God says, call to me in your prayer and I will answer you, you begin to pray. If God says, be radically generous and I will bless you, you don't say, I don't feel like it. You say, I have a faith and I'm going to go ahead and do that. Amen? Our feelings are constantly going to be changing. There are times when... I would like get up and I'm like, okay, I don't want to do this. It's not about what you want to do or not want to do. It's about what you have to do. And when you do it so often, that ritual becomes the reward. And then you're going to say to yourself, I don't have to read my Bible. I get to. I don't have to go to church. I get to. I don't have to be generous with my offerings. I get to. I don't have to believe. I get to. It becomes a privilege. It becomes a privilege. So when you're thinking about it, you're like, man, I don't want to love this person. I, I don't feel like loving them. It doesn't matter what you feel like. Jesus Christ was on the cross, brutally beaten, murdered, and he still loved us when there was nothing in us to love us about. So this should revolutionize the way you and I look at relationships. It's not about feelings. I'm sorry. Whatever psychologist told you that he's a liar or she's a liar, they, they need to read the Bible. And so the point is this. Start small and gain Momentum. Start small and gain momentum. You have to set spiritual goals. Now you might say, well, set spiritual goals. Is that even biblical? I'm glad you asked. Paul the Apostle, he saw and heard Jesus. He could perform miracles. He established a church in the Roman Empire. But you know what Paul kept doing? The guy who wrote 13 letters in the New Testament that we still read today. He was continuously setting new goals for himself to go to East Asia, go east to Asia, to evangelize Spain. You know what Paul did? He kept his spiritual adrenaline running. Paul never stopped thinking about the next thing. Paul said, okay, 
Cool. I was killing Christians for a while. Now I'm creating Christians, okay? Paul's like, I was closing churches all this time. Now I'm opening new churches. I have a lot of time, a lot of time to catch up to. So Paul did, okay, I'm going east to Asia. I'm going to Spain. Who else needs to get the Bible to them? Who else needs to hear the gospel? Where's a new church that needs to be opened up? This is what Paul was doing. He kept setting new goals for himself. Friends, if you're not doing that, you will not have any spiritual adrenaline. And we need that in 2016. So I don't know where in your life you need a kick or a reboot, but we must understand that if we want to be people who are in this pathway of God's blessing, we need to have our spiritual adrenaline running. And we need to do that because God would like for us to do that. And here's the thing. We do not become more effective as Christians unless we visualize a realistic goal, strategize a way of achieving it, and commit ourselves to reaching it in a certain time frame with help from God through faith in Christ. And here's the thing, friends. Advance is going to come through affliction. Advance is going to come through affliction. So we understand that Jesus is our God. He's working in us. But here's what happens. Here's how the tandem work happens. The more you work, the more God tends to work in you. Okay? That's pretty much how it happens. So it's like, think about it. If I'm trying to plow that field, the harder I work, the more I'm going to get out of it. God works in the very same way. So if I want God's blessing, if I want God to give me favor, so I'm thinking about my life right now. Okay, relationships with people, church, community groups, financially, spiritually, I want God to look at me and to bless me. How is he going to do that? I need to put myself in the pathway of God's blessings. How do I do that? Well, I begin 2016 and I say, you know what? Every single person that's wronged me, you know what I'm going to do with them? I'm going to take them to the cell phone store. I don't care. T-Mobile, Sprint, Verizon, equal opportunity. I'm going to take them to the cell phone store and I'm going to forgive them so much that they're going to be like, what's wrong with you? And you're going to say, you know what? What's right with me? And I found out that Jesus forgave me and I too forgive you. Number two, we're going to be people who are generous frequently. We're going to say, God, 2016, I want to give up my time. I've been super selfish. Everything has been about me. I'm going to give up a certain hours in my life and I'm going to give it to my local church, to the people in my life. Number three, I'm going to believe audaciously. People are saying, it's never going to happen in your life. You're like, you know what? I know it's going to. And remember, we talked about the hallway. You're walking in the hallway, all these doors right here, and none of them are opening. What are you doing? You're worshiping God in the hallway until that door opens because God is working on your character. If that door opens too soon, you will not be able to handle it. So it's an audacious faith. And number four, set spiritual goals. There was one time in my life where I set so many different resolutions and I didn't meet any of them, and I was very, very like unsatisfied about that. So I, I believe that the best thing to do is to write it down and understand what does God want you to do. Now, in conclusion of all of this habits of highly spiritual mature people, you might be wondering, how does this change my life? If you remember in this verse that we read, God says that the earth is his throne, okay? And the earth, he says, is my footstool, and heaven is God's throne. 
which means that God is limitless. So maybe you came in here today, maybe you're a skeptic and you're doubting that God ultimately exists. I'm here to tell you that God exists and God is Jesus Christ who came to earth to die on the cross in your place for your sin. That's the gospel. God loves you and God will not stop pursuing you until you completely surrender your life to him. Thank you for listening to this curated audio content from Pastor Bogdan Kipko. We hope that you were encouraged and inspired by this message. Bogdan is personally convinced that whatever fills your mind fuels your life. It is his life goal to help you faithfully follow Jesus. For more information, please visit fuelforlife.tv.